Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for the Lord again. Amen. Amen. God's presence is here already. He's ready to move in the house, and we're ready to have church. How about that youth choir redemption? Didn't they sound awesome tonight? They sounded really good, but I think the best part that I heard in there was Cameron Jones on the guitar. I think that was the best part that I heard. The youth pastor of many talents, many talents. Well, it's great to have you here tonight in church with us. We are going to have a wonderful evening, a great time in the Lord's presence. We're excited. We're happy that you're here. We're going to get out, welcome each other into the house of God right now. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. 
decision I'm glad I, I like went because I needed something and I was looking for God to speak to me because us as young people it's hard to know when like you know God's really speaking to you because it's new to us but I was always like God is that really you or is it like you know that voice am I talking to myself or is it just is it you or is it just me and I never like really knew when he was like you know really speaking to me and what I needed to hear and at women's encounter we did the Holy Spirit session and Angel was talking about the veil and the most holy place and the holy place and when Jesus died on the cross the veil was torn and you could go into the most holy place without needing the high priest and so they were praying for me behind the veil, and I just felt like God was working in me, and I felt 
the spirit like all over me. And I remember Angel Brashear, she came down to my ear and she was like, peace. And she kept saying it, peace. And I was like, peace. And I, I didn't get it at first, but I'm like, I know that God will reveal, to it, reveal it to me. And as I go through the veil, it was the most holy place. And I have all these people, just all these leaders praying for me. And I remember that I was speaking in tongues and it was like vomit. I couldn't stop. And I felt the presence of God just fall down on me like, like lightning. And I just fell on my knees and I didn't even know where I was. I just fell and I was crying and I felt like a voice, like, but it just came to me and I knew that it wasn't me, but it was God and all he said was, I've missed you. And he kept repeating it to me and he said, I've missed you, I've missed you. And at first I was mad at myself because I was like, God, how did I get to this point? How did I make you a chore? How did I make you this routine, everyday thing when you are so much greater than that? How did I get here? But then I felt peace because God revealed like, yeah, you might have been going through the motions, but I was always here and I, I just needed you. I needed, I needed to give you that extra push because you needed it. And I feel like I was telling the youth group that we need to wake up because I feel like we're getting so comfortable with church and our everyday lives. We're getting like like it's just a normal thing and it's we need to wake up because Jesus is coming he's coming so soon and we do not have time to just go with the motions and make church like a just I gotta go to church on Sunday or I'm gonna look bad like it's so much more than that and we need to just give it everything to him when I was on the floor crying I remember that when he said, I've missed you, I was like, God, you miss me? I'm here. I'm here. I give everything to you. I just, I give you my life. I give you my future plans. I give you everything that I love. I give you my relationships. I give you everything because I want to live how you want me to live. I want you to tell me what to do for my life. And I feel like I just felt like baggage just dropped chains were just dropped because I felt peace and I felt okay because God has my life planned and I just feel like our generation and not just our generation but everyone needs to just lay it down and this songs revive me I feel like we need revival but we also need to be let God in and let him revive us. We're empty, but we need to be poured with the Holy Spirit. And that's it.
They've got another song to do, and I want them, they're going to continue to bless us. I'm loving this. Are you loving this? Amen. Amen. Diane, you blessed me. You blessed me. I don't ever want to get to the place of the Lawson where it becomes routine. How many know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to just stir it up a little bit. I don't mean stir up emotion. I mean, sometimes we just got to break it all up and just let somebody get up and just talk for a second and share their heart and cry like she did. The Bible says we're overcomers by our testimony. Not only does she gain strength, but we do. Sometimes we got to just stop the routine of three songs and a scripture and this, and then we do this, and sometimes we sing the same songs, and we just do the same little routine week after week after week after week after week after year, and we just come in and we just do it. Am I just speaking to me, or does anybody know what I'm talking about? Every now and again, we just got to stop. Lord, I'm not here because it's my duty. I'm not here because I'm religious. I'm not here because I'm a member in good standing at the Stratford Heights Church of God. 
I'm not here because I'm a director here or leader here or worker here. Lord, I'm here tonight because I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. And there's no place I'd rather be than in the very presence of God. Lord, we need you to crack us open. We need you to put a searchlight down inside of us because God, the world has got us so wound up that sometimes we are tired and weary and we don't come with the right intentions or motives. Our agenda is to get in and get out. And Lord, we just want to do the duty. God, every now and again, we've got to just stop hear you whisper those words you whispered to Diane I miss you but Lord I'm here I'm here every time the doors are open I'm serving on this team and I'm serving on that team and I'm fulfilling this requirement I'm doing this and that I'm doing everything he says I miss you how many in this room tonight does the Lord miss How many can hear, if your spiritual ears are open, you'd hear him say, I miss you. I remember when I was young and I had just gotten saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, man. I could not wait to get to God's house. I would imagine, Sister Peggy, what they were going to sing. I'd wonder what was the songs going to be. I'd wonder. I'd get out of my car and I would I would hear the singing across the street at Old Harlem Park and I would get excited on the inside. My insides would just start to tremble. And I'd get across the street and as soon as I'd get in that front building, I'd open that door and I'd smell all those smells of gum and dentine and certs and and with ladies perfume. I'd smell all those smells. And Rob, there was nothing more awesome. I couldn't wait to get there. I couldn't wait until I opened the back door and I walked into the sanctuary and I heard him praising and worshiping God. And I thought, this is the right place to be. This is where I want to be. The presence of God, the power of God, so real, so powerful, so mighty. I was so fresh in it and I loved it so much. I'd search the internet. We didn't, we didn't have the internet, I'm sorry. I would search the bulletins and I'd search the news I'd search the evangel and I'd try to find where were the revivals I'd slip in down at Princeton Pike and sit in the back because they were in revival or I'd slip out and go over to another church because they were having revival I couldn't hardly stand the fact that if I had a, a night where I wasn't doing anything I wanted to find some place to be in the presence of God revive us Lord Revive us, Lord. We need to love you, Jesus. We need to love you, Lord. Touch our hearts afresh and brand new and take us back to the night that we couldn't sit there. We couldn't wait another minute that we literally were so unashamed that we we didn't care about religious this or religious that. But we got out of our seats and we went to the front and we cried and we prayed and we knelt in those altars. Do you remember when he turned you upside down? Do you remember when he changed you and turned it all around? Do you remember when you were first filled with the Holy Ghost and you couldn't hardly contain the powerful strength in your body? Do you remember what it was to look 
in faith to the heavens and know that God was there. Do you remember what that's like? Oh, tonight, tonight, can this not just be another normal Sunday night? Can it not just be another time when we've come together? Could we really honestly shake the heavens and shake the, the, the stairwells of glory to get the attention of God and let Him know, Lord, we're not just here going through the motion, but we've come to settle in our hearts the issues of our heart, our lives. We've come, God, to receive from You and to come and leave this place full. Would you right where you are, just lift your hands and make that an altar where you're standing, where you're sitting tonight. Would you make it Holy Spirit, from one side of this sanctuary to the other, I pray that you begin to move now, breaking us, breaking us. God, we're contrite tonight. We humble ourselves tonight. God, we give ourselves to you wholly and completely. Let us be like that woman that pressed through the crowd, that found our way on the floor, crawling on all fours to get to the hem of your garment. May we have the heart of the woman at the well who ran, left her water pots, left and ran back to the city. Come, come see this man that told me everything that I've done. Come see this man. Jesus, we're here tonight for you. We, Our loved ones need us to be on fire. Our children, our grandchildren, they need us to be on fire. They need the, the love of God, the power of God working in our midst, working in our members touching us Lord revive us oh God revive us oh God touch us by your Holy Spirit I feel like a wind is blowing through this house if you've got faith to receive I believe you're going to receive from God tonight I believe that just the, the balcony of this church just filled up with three times as many angels as started at 6 o'clock because there's hungry hearts because people are crying out because people want to be in the presence of the Lord and where we are gathered together if there's only two or three you only need to send a few angels but when a hundred or a hundred and fifty two hundred people began to cry out angels began to fill the house from one corner to the other from the front to the back they began to move all throughout this place ministering angels ministering angels to the hungry in heart revive us oh Lord Revive us, Jesus. Sing that again. Revive us. Oh
Surrender 
tonight, leading us into the presence of God. Amen. Scripture says in Luke chapter 6, but love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. And judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all, it shall be measured to you again. You notice in the word, it's not just talking about our gifts. It's actually talking about if you judge, however you judge, that's what's coming back to you. If you condemn, then the con condemnation is coming back to you. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give and it'll be given to you. And then it says, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. 
golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. This is God's plans. It's God's way. That's God's, his strength in our lives and his way of blessing. So we give tonight. Let's be mindful in our hearts that it's not just the way we treat our monetary means. It's the way we live our life, being givers, not takers. Can you say amen? Father, we come now in this time of worship. For Lord, this is no less a worship time than what we have been in for the last little while. For now we give in our worship to you, to your kingdom. And Lord, but in it is so many beautiful treasures and secrets, mysteries. For you said if we give, it'll be given to us. And in the very measure that we give, that's what will come back to us. So Lord, we give with grateful hearts, hearts filled with revival and desire. And we thank you for this opportunity tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen.
I've walked from the cemetery. I've watched as my mother was laid in the ground. I know what pain is in this life. I know what it is to walk out of hospital rooms and people no longer with us. I know what death and sorrow and mourning is all about. All throughout my life, I've seen things and heard things. I've seen the bad reports. But I'm here to tell you tonight, there's not been one day, there's not been one hour, not one minute. That whenever I've turned and looked upward and asked for the Father to bring comfort and peace and strength, that He didn't come right on the spot. He's always been there. He turned my morning into dancing many nights. Samantha, stand up right where you are. You've been sick. I want you to lay your hands. Some of you ladies, get over there quickly to her. I want you to stretch your hands towards Samantha. She's been dealing with sickness, and it's done. Tonight, it needs to go. You need to be healthy. Tonight, you're going to sleep, and tomorrow morning, it's going to be good. In the name of Jesus, right now, ladies of faith, lay your hand on her. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Turn her grief, turn her sorrow, turn her mourning into dancing, Father. In the name of Jesus. But the power fall in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Lay your hand on those boys while you're there. Ladies, reach over. Lay a hand on them sons right there. Lay hands on the husband right there. The whole family. In Jesus' name. Power of God. Power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you ladies over here, Sister Pat, lead the way. I want you to go over here by Peggy Goodlow. Peggy, we love you. You've been in ministry a hundred years. You and Joe had one of the greatest ministries in Ohio that I've ever seen, probably the nation. You have gone through grief. You have gone through sorrow. And you have gone through a season of just the enemy trying to destroy the song and the minute. In the name of Jesus, lay your hands, ladies. As many of you as can, get over there. Lay your hands on Sister Goodlow. Touch her by your Holy Spirit, Father. Minister now your strength and power. Rise her up, God, and give her a dance in the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, shout with me. Praise the Lord. Let's lift up hands wherever we are and thank God. He's touching her right there. We, Sam, you're going to be, you're going to know a difference. God's touched you. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. I want some of you men now run over. Brother Charles, lead the way. I want you to get over by Brother and Sister Lawson. Some of you ladies, get with Sister Lawson. This is a time of spiritual warfare. I want us to pray for them right now, this godly couple. Ministry, they've served the Lord faithfully as pastors many years. God, we pray you touch them by your Holy Spirit. Minister now in the name of Jesus.
turn their sorrow into dancing, Father. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory to God. Glory to the Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to give the Lord praise tonight. Clap your hands. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Lift up your voice unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's worthy. He's worthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you could see in the spirit realm, you would see the rafters of this house. I am, I am saying this under the power and the anointing of the spirit of God. If you could just but open your spiritual eyes and see in this building the rafters absolutely jam-packed with the angels of God, ministering angels of God. If you could see heaven that is in this house, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't hardly be able to stand under the presence. Oh, I'm telling you, there is a world among us. There is a world among us. Do you hear they? Do you hear me tonight? There's a world among us right now. Oh, it's not just the devil that plays around on the earth. It's, it's not the devil chasing you around at your house. Let me tell you, there are angels in this house. And like the prophet who looked at his servant and said, there is more that is for us than are against us. Somebody ought to praise the Lord. For I am here in great power, says the Lord. I am not weak. I am not a God who does not have a plan. Give to me your hardest trial, your deepest hurt, wound, and suffering. Know that I am a God of great delivering power. And I am here tonight. Call it done in my name. Mm. Call it done in my name. And watch how I will turn those desert places into a spring of well, living well water. To bring strength and joy and deliverance. To bring healing and provision to my people, says the Lord. I'm looking now for faith. Will I find you faithful? Look unto me this hour and watch how I will move speedily on your behalf, says God. You believe it? Put your hands together and give him praise.
Praise the Lord. Well, it's joy, isn't it? It's joy, isn't it? It's strength, isn't it? You see, this is what, this is what hungry hearts are looking for. This is what the world needs. Not you and me. The power of God. The presence of God who is in this house tonight. Lord only knows what kind of miracles are going to take place. I believe the Lord has touched you and you've just had faith over the week. You came into the house of God tonight and you've been praying for everybody else and the Holy Spirit, some of those angels in this rafters, they're, they're coming over. They're ministering to you. There are healings. You'll find out. You'll come back to me and you'll tell There are healings in this house tonight and you were praying for somebody else. Man, the Lord is not done here yet. If you know me, you know I don't do this. But I wanted to share this in case someone else needed to hear this. The Lord has done so many undeserved, amazing things for me, even recently. And I've, I realized tonight that I have set my praise aside because I still had other things out there. And I had held down my joy and my dance and put my praise back here waiting for him to move on the other things. And he said, start dancing and start praising because that praise will bring you to the next victory. And tonight I want to challenge you to start praising him wherever you're at. Because he's going to take you from that praise to that praise. And our life is one stepping stone of praise to glory. And I want to be right there where he wants you to be trusting and having faith in him. Well, go on and praise him. Praise the Lord right now. Praise him for where you are. Praise him where you've come from. Praise him for where you're going tonight. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. From glory to glory to glory, from one mountaintop to the other mountaintop, God is bringing it all. Hallelujah. He's bringing his people into a place of victory and testimony. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Alyssa, I want you to turn and pray for Tasha. The two of you, I want you to pray for one another. You're both going to get some victory. Ladies, anybody there, just pray for them right now. I want you to go back, Missy. Take Linda with you. I want y'all to go. Any other ladies here, I want you to go back. Angie, I want you to lay your hands on Angie. Angie, you are so ready. Power of God is here tonight. You've already, man, you've already been in a place where you're about ready to run. You're about to shout. But God wants to answer a specific need in your life. And right here, right now, that's going to take place. Ladies, anybody that can, get over there as quickly as you can. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Come on, praise God. Help us pray. Help praise God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of... Why don't you turn right now, pray for two or three around you, right? They, you're anointed right now to pray for people standing right there. Well, husband, grab your hand's wife, start praying for her right now. Friends, turn around, find somebody. Let the Holy Ghost use you right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah, Holy Ghost. Have your way in here tonight. Touch us, Lord. Minister your strength and your grace to your people. Touch us under the power of your love and your grace, your strength in our lives, your healing. Touch us, Lord, with provision. Many are praying tonight, need a healing touch. Touch them, Lord. Minister your strength tonight in this place. The healing love of God, the powerful river of God is flowing in this house. Praise God, praise God. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Rob, do you mind? I want you to go over and pray for Sean. I just, I feel, Josh, I want you to step forward and help him. I want you, you three to pray for, for Sean. Sean, God needs to touch. I believe the Lord just wants to strengthen you and touch you tonight. You're hungry for him. In the name of Jesus, touch him, God. Minister your strength to him, Lord. Power of the Holy Ghost. Touch and minister in this house. We are a house of prayer tonight. We're a house of prayer tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We honor your presence here tonight. We honor your presence, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Would you begin to thank him in your own way right now? Would you just thank him? You can sing a song. You can pray a prayer. You can clap your hands. You can do whatever you want. Let this house be filled with thanksgiving. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 Lord. We honor your presence, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. You lift us higher. You take us higher. In your presence, Lord. You take us higher. like what she said tonight we're going from praise to praise to praise when Paul and Silas was in the deepest darkest part of the dungeon God said that ain't too hard for me they praised their way right out and up and into their own liberty and freedom thank you Jesus thank you Jesus we love you Lord Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. We love you, Jesus. 
We thank you, Lord. We praise your name. We lift you high, Lord. Magnify your name, Jesus. 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 We magnify your name. You ever do that? Sometimes I just walk around my house and sing. Don't make no sense that somebody, this lady, this sister understands me. Sing on, lady. Praise God. Sometimes I just walk around my house and just sing songs I never heard before. The presence of God begins to fall. This is what I grew up on. I grew up in services like this. I grew up where the power and the Spirit of God had precedence over our will and our agenda. That's how I first found Jesus. That's how I was attracted to Jesus. Because he was real. He wasn't just an order of service. Come on, somebody say amen. He was real. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name tonight, Lord. We thank you for intervening in this service in a beautiful and a special way. Thank you for peace, for healing. We thank you for revival. Thank you for revival, Lord. I want you to stretch your hands towards these young people. Young people, I want you to just connect up. Just lay your hand on somebody's shoulder right beside you. You fight harder than anybody. You got the world telling you how to think, who you're supposed to vote for, how you're supposed to live your life, who you're supposed to accept, and who you're supposed to. They, they literally trying to tell you every move that you're supposed to make. They'd brainwash you in a heartbeat if you'd let them. I'm praying that God give you a sound mind. That he take away fear, lies, and enemy deception, and that you know truth. We love all people. But that don't mean that we just go out and accept any and every lifestyle and everything coming down the pike. We've got to stand and be delivered by God and show them that there's hope in the Lord. That God can turn their sorrow, their mourning, into dancing. Amen. Father, right now we pray over our young people. Lord, this just represents some of them. Tonight we pray for the whole bunch. We pray in the name of Jesus that you'll give them a sound mind. That you'll touch their hearts, strengthen them as Diane has expressed tonight in testimony what's going on in her own heart. I pray that that'll stir a moving and a revival amongst those that need it in a hunger and a desire and those who are in the same place that they'll all get bold with it and start sharing it with one another. And God, that the peer pressure will change and that it'll be something positive and wonderful for the kingdom work in this church. I pray for their community. I pray, God, for their schools. I pray over their homes, their moms, their dads. I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, for this revival they're singing about, I pray this coming Tuesday night, God, I pray as they walk into you service that it's just not 
business as usual. It's not the same old service. It's not just coming together. I pray, God, for a supernatural intervention this coming Tuesday night. I pray for revival fire to fall on every one of these young people. I thank you for their leaders who are diligent in prayer, who prepare and get ready for them and love them with all their hearts. I thank you for those youth leaders. I pray that you will touch them, strengthen them, and give them peace in their hearts. Touch them for revival, Lord, they're singing about. Touch them. Grant it so, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we'll thank you for it and we'll give you honor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For these hungry folks in the altar tonight, reach your hands towards them. And we're, in, we're, in, we're doing business tonight. Father, I thank you for Esperanza, which means hope. I thank you, Lord, for their desire. And I thank you, God, for their fire. I thank you, Lord, that they've spurned life in our church. I thank you, Lord, that even when we start to go through and just have a normal service, one of them will cry or one of them will break out. God, I thank you for the hunger in their hearts tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus you'll touch Esperanza with a revival, Lord, like they've never seen before. They don't need an evangelist. They don't need a ministry. They don't need somebody else to come in from the outside. They've got Jesus Christ. They've got the fire of the Holy Ghost. All they need in the world is hunger and desire. All they need is a dip in the well and I thank you for it tonight God empower them touch them minister to the whole bunch touch Amelia and Pastor Brian minister to them God where they're so stretched out and they've got so much going on not only in their personal lives but in the ministry trying to handle and balance so much give them a joy touch tonight give them strength and give them the power God they need to lead in wisdom to guide and direct this ministry thank you for them in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we give you honor and praise for revival. We thank you for revival. I pray this coming Thursday night when they walk into service, Lord, I pray they won't hardly be able to walk through the door for the power of the Holy Ghost that'll completely take over and overwhelm them in that service. I pray it in Jesus' name. Hungry, thirsty. God says that's revival. A hunger and a thirst. That's revival. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Holy Ghost, for your word tonight. That's a word from God, Pastor Brian. Revival comes through hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. That's all you got to work on. If you're wanting revival like I'm wanting it, we got to work on that too. Hunger and thirst. Don't need all the glamour, all the glitz. Don't need big revivals. Don't need all that. Don't need all that. We need hunger and we need thirst. In the name of Jesus, hunger and thirst will bring a revival such as you've never seen in the history of the church so far. It'll be bigger than you've imagined, bigger than anyone has cried out or prayed for. I'm saying words under the power of the Holy Ghost. Hunger and thirst, that's the keys to revival. How many know that's true all the way around? That's true for us as well, in your heart and in your and mine. Hunger and thirst. I'm trying to figure out what to do here. Stand with me all over. Luke chapter 6. I'm just going to I'm going to save this message. It's too good. 
You don't want me to preach the whole thing. We'll be here till 9 o'clock. Sure. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Healing. Healing. Sister Sue Early went through cancer this last year. She's got a good report, a clean report. No cancer. No cancer. If I remember correctly, Sister Peggy had went through a, same, a similar situation. How are you tonight? Doing great. God is an answering prayer God. God is an answering prayer. I see Terry right now. She's supposed to have been gone a long time ago. According to the doctors, they were supposed to plan her funeral years ago. She was in stage four. The doctor pulled us out in the hall, and I was standing with Doug by a window. We were planning her funeral. Here she sits all these years later. She ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. Mike had cancer. God touched him. I remember watching him lose weight. Man, he, his coats were becoming... Hard, hard for him to wear. He was losing weight like crazy. God touched him. And here he is. These are years later. Revive us, O Lord. Amen. I won't sing again. Luke chapter 6. Now it happened on another Sabbath also that he, as in Jesus, entered the synagogue and taught. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. Hmm. If I were going to change my message tonight, I would title it, Arise and Stand Here. And he arose and stood. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy? And when he had looked around at them all, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. Father, Touch us in a few minutes. Let every word that I would say get out of the way and only what you would have us say tonight. And for the sake of time, God, let it be anointed as only you would express. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated a few minutes. I am looking at the clock. The reason I thought I would change that message title to arise and stand here is because isn't it interesting that the Lord the Lord is looking he's standing there in the synagogue and 
And a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and Pharisees, it says, watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath. They were testing him. They were watching him. They wanted to find accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, arise and stand there. I find that interesting. He told the man with the withered hand, with the weakness, with the trial, with the trouble. He told the man going through it who needed healing. He told that man, stand up right here in the middle of the crowd and just stand there for a few minutes. God wants to use your weaknesses for his glory. Oh, you ain't hearing me. God wants to use what the enemy has tried to kill you with, destroy you with, weaken you with, tear you down and make you feel like you don't have a hope in the world and you don't have a ministry and you don't have anything. He is, what he has meant for evil against you, Joseph, God is working for your good. Calling the man with the withered hand out in front of everybody, he says, just stand there. I want you to stand so that everyone can see your weakness. They can see your trouble. They can see your trial. They can see your heartbreak. They can see what you're going through. Stand there. And then he began to reason with the crowd and ask them a question. That would change the hearts of the people who were listening, who would build hope and would build the kingdom work in that community of believers. And then once he had accomplished the lesson that needed to be learned, the glory that needed to be shown, as soon as he had made it very clear, then he said, stretch out your hand. And then he healed them. God wants to use your frailty. He wants to use your weakness. He wants to use it, Bill, to glorify his name. He wants to use the weakness in your life and mine. I have found that my greatest testimonies have come through my deepest hurts. Come on now, say amen, and it'll, I'll end a lot quicker. I have found that my greatest messages have come through my deepest pain. Times I've went through the hardest times. God has used those times to teach and to give me a testimony, to bring glory to his name. I thank God for my trials, my troubles, my weaknesses. For in our weakness, he is made strong. It's time for us to put off, put off the, the masks the disguises. Ain't nobody here perfect tonight. We talked about that this morning. Ain't nobody here, pardon my inappropriate English, 
There isn't anyone here who's got it all together but God. But God. God takes the weaknesses. They're all different kinds. The issue is not do you have a weakness. That's not the question. The question is what are you going to do with the weaknesses in your life? Everyone has them. They're, like I said, they're different kinds. God wants to use them. You try to hide them. We try to push them aside and put them under the carpet, so to speak. And we want to show strength and we want to show our abilities, our talents, our giftings. We, we want to shine. When God says, I'm not interested in using that I want to go in there where you hurt. I want to go in there where you're suffering. I want to go in there where there's been trial and there's been struggle. I want to find the real you where you hurt. And that I'm going to use. Isaiah 55 and 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts. His ways are always correct and right. and He is devising a path for you and I that leads us into victory, always leads us into victory. Understand, children of God are not called to defeat. We're not called to death. It's a matter in this life. We're not called to lose. We're called to win. We're called to be more than overcomers through Christ. We're called that through the blood sacrifice of Jesus, we're more than overcomers. We're called to win. We're called to conquer. We're called to be on fire for God. 1 Corinthians 1 and 27 says, But God has chosen the foolish things to confound the wise, the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. God's not impressed with strength. Can I say this? In this society that we live in, God is not impressed with strength. We are. You got to think about it. God's not impressed with strength because strength means you can take care of yourself. Strength means you're on your own. Strength means you don't need God. You don't need to pray. You don't need to have a, a prayer life, a, a reading of a prayer, a, a Bible life. You don't need to be in the Word, meditating on it day and night. When you are all on your own and you've got it going on, you don't need anything. You know, God allows crisis to come into our lives sometimes just because we got to stay dependent on him. I know that somebody's going to say, man, thank you for the positive, encouraging message. But if you'll get it, if you'll really get it, they'll turn you upside down. Because then you'll be able to embrace the needs as stepping stones instead of stumbling blocks. You'll be able to take the hardships. Why have I been called into this trial, Lord? Why have I been called to this valley, Lord? 
Why am I going through this trouble, Lord? Why am I going through this pain, Jesus? Why do I feel these feelings and emotions, Lord? To bring him glory and to keep you dependent on him so that he can empower you and bring you through to a victorious testimony of overcoming. I believe in faith. I believe in victory. I believe in walking in victory. I believe what you said. We praise as we go. I believe it's right for us to keep a mentality that says, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him through the storm, like the song says. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to lift him up and honor him because I am already a victor. I am already a winner. I am an overcomer. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Victory is in the Lord. I believe that. And we ought to walk like it, talk like it, sing like it. We ought to preach like it. But we also ought to understand something. When we find ourselves in the valley, that's when we ought to sing it the loudest. If we'll keep that kind of mentality, then God will get the glory out of our lives. I've heard those testimonies. Oh, y'all pray for me. The devil's been on my back all week. Oh, pastor, pray for me. The devil's attacking. And I'm like, praise the devil? Who are you giving glory to? Who are you honoring? Sometimes we spend all of our time giving all the glory and the honor to the devil. We give him the credit for our week, for our month, for our year. We blame him for everything and give him all the glory. Now, I know we don't mean to. But that's what it is when we ought to understand and truly in the midst of the darkest sorrows, grief, times of weakness in our lives, we remember, Lord, I don't have the ability to see my way out. I, I don't have the way to think my way out. I can't manipulate my way out. I can't fix this, but Lord... You said, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. I give myself to you. Lord, you are where my victory lies. God chooses to work through our natural weakness to make us strong. And that's the message. I, I've, got, I've got how many pages? Lord have mercy. I've got 13 pages typed. And I'm not going to go into a full message. I'm going to give you the the. the the guts of it in your weakness God is made strong if you will admit if you will confess if you will allow God into where you are hurting and where you are feel inadequate and where you feel like you can't you can't make it when you feel like you are overcome by your circumstances if you'll rise just above the rubble enough I remember when President George stood on the uh, Bush stood on the the ground zero there on all the concrete blocks and all the smoke billowing up into the skies and, and he looked out there with his big mega horn and, and he told all the people that we would rebuild this building and that we would stand and America would fight back when he was talking hope right there in the middle of that rubble. We've got to do that. We've got to be the kind of folks that'll see the victory and to understand that God has called us to victory. I believe he's called us to a, a, a shouting time, a praising time. He's called us to dance. He's called us to, to sing songs of Zion. He's called us to the victory that is already ours in Christ. But he wants us to admit that we need him. We got to admit that we need him. Admit that we're weak. Admit that we're just clay pots. And how many of you know a clay pot? If you've ever dealt with a clay pot... 
a clay pot is, is, it's easily broken. It was 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, clay pots, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. God wants to use your weakness. He wants to use your crisis. He wants you to change your mentality and your thinking about those things. He wants you to search down inside your own heart. Where am I weak? Because these are the places where we think God's looking for our strengths. He's not looking for your strength. God's looking to be right in there in the middle of where you need him. He wants to find that weak place in you, that weak spot in you where he can be glorified and he can use that area of your life to build you up and make you a strong, mighty fortress for him. When we rest only in our strengths, that usually brings competition. Think about it. When we only rest in, in our strengths and we just go from strength to strength and we want to show only our strengths, what that fosters among us is competition. My talent's better than your talent. My gift's better than your gift. But when we are honest, broken before God and for others, and we bring the areas where we're weak, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak. That he is strong. When we truly trust God with all that we try to hide, with the secrets, with the embarrassments, with the areas where we fail, when we give him those things, we're talking real victory comes to the church then. In our weakness, he is strong. So we're grateful for them. I've been grateful in my life for the hurts, for the pain, for the sorrow. You remember Paul? He said, three times I sought the Lord that he would remove this thorn in my flesh. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul needed that thorn for some reason, just like we need some things. I know that in my life I can look back on those weak areas and I can say, wow, you know, it was, in, and it was because of those weak areas in my life that I kept my face on the altar of the Lord. I fasted over my weak places. I prayed and sought God into the midnight hours many times in my life over the weak places over the needs that I had, Missy. Over those areas where I didn't have the answer, or the strength, or the mind to mentally figure it all out. It was in those areas where I needed him. That's what caused me to be a man of prayer, a man of the word, and a man of fastings, a man who sought the power of the Holy Ghost in his life. It was because of the weak areas, David. 
It was because of those hurts and those sorrows that I sought him and I needed him. God wants to use your weakness. God wants to touch you right where you hurt. He wants to make you strong. Paul said, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Stand with me. When you truly give God every weakness, then you are guaranteed God's help. You're guaranteed God's help. Now, we've shouted and we've praised the Lord and we've prayed for folks and we've done everything backwards tonight and I like it like that. But the message that we leave out of here with tonight is simply this. God wants to be strong on your behalf, but you got to come clean with your needs. Sometimes we come into church and church of all places. This is the place where we wear masks. We don't show our hurts. We don't show our pains. We don't show our grief and sorrow. We don't show our needs. We come in here with a smile on our face. Everything's all right. But God wants a true church that's wanting revival, that's hungry and thirsty for revival. It's a church that'll come clean. Moses had an anger problem. He had a weakness. Moses was full of anger. I mean, he smote the rock. He broke the tablets. He killed an Egyptian. I mean, this guy had an anger issue. But yet the Bible calls him right alongside of Jesus as one of the meek. You know what that means? In Moses' weakness, God became strong. He made it his strength, didn't he? Joseph... Joseph went through all he went through. He could have said, what in the world? I've lost everything. I have nothing. He held his ground and in his weakness, in the midst of the pit, in the jail, in the prison, wherever he found himself, he remained strong and kept himself in his faith. And God used all that that was against him, his brothers who meant to hurt him, to kill him, God turned around and took the weakness in his life, the trial in his life, the trouble that he went through. Imagine your whole family betraying you, turning their back on you. You're left alone, isolated, thrown into strange lands with strange people. You're a slave. By the time you finally work your way out of that, you're thrown in jail. By the time you finally get through that and you're about can't even remember your name you're promoted and put in the palace but you're still as far away from what you thought you was going to be in your life until all of a sudden out of nowhere here comes your brothers and God says you thought this trial was going to do you in you thought that somehow the plan had changed God said your ways are not my ways God said trust me in this storm now all of his brothers were saved he got to be a part of it David had a lust problem he had weaknesses lust turned into adultery turned into murder 
And yet the Bible says he was a broken and contrite man after God's own heart. Why? Because in his weakness, God became strong. I don't know where you are tonight, but I want you to turn a flashlight on the inside of you. Don't sit here tonight and gloat in your strengths. That ain't going to change a thing. Where do you need him? Mm. Where do you need him tonight? Are you honest? Are you courageous enough that you can look inside and not point fingers at, well, it's his fault. It's her fault. I've got this problem, I've had that problem, and that's my excuse, and that's my reasons, and I've been held back because of her. I've been held back because of him. I haven't gotten to where God intended because of that one and this one. And Are you done with all that now? Are you able to finally say, Lord, I need you. Because I know the word is very clear to point out they ain't a devil in hell, they ain't an angel, they ain't nothing can separate you from the Lord and his plan over your life. There ain't a thing can do that. So, honey, you are standing there tonight with a whole bag full of garbage. It's time to let it go. Say, Lord, what the enemy has meant to kill me with, I pray that you'll use this trial, this weakness, this storm in my life for strength. Use this in my life. God's going to do that. For those that will be honest and open and transparent before him tonight, I'm going to open the altar. I want you to come. I think after all we've done tonight, this is a time when I think it would be correct and right for you to find you a place to pray for a few minutes tonight. You can pray at your seat. You can come down to the altar. But bring your weakness. Bring the trials. Young people, I want you to bring everything the enemy fights you with. I want you to find a place in this altar to pray. I want you to give it to God. And don't let the enemy get an advantage of you. No more excuses. Give it to God. I want every one of you to find a place to pray. Let's find a place tonight. Thank you. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Find is not too busy to answer your cry. He's passing by this moment. In easy will supply. Shout and touch the Lord. He goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord. He goes by. Find is not too busy to answer 
standing in his presence on holy ground. I know the peace speaker. Can I get you to stand with me tonight? Those who are praying, just you continue to pray. I want to tell you what's going on. Jess, I want you to bring her, Marty, bring her over here into the altar. I don't think it's an accident that Jess is here. She had a track meet. She runs for Lee University. She is the lead Lady Flame down there setting all kinds of records. God's used this year to just do wonderful things with her, and we're so proud of her. She's been suffering from seizures and had one on the track uh, yesterday in Louisville, Kentucky, competing with the team. And uh, took her into a tent, and there they, they, it took forever for them to even get it to calm down and for her to, to be able to, uh, to even come back to her to herself. She's been suffering all of this, and it all happened. It stems back to an accident, a car accident that she had a couple of years ago. She's, she's breaking all kinds of records, but she's dealing with consistent and constant pain. Tonight, for money, she literally, because of what happened, they wanted to bring her home. She's really supposed to be down at Lee this weekend. She's not supposed to be home, but she's here. And I have meetings in Cleveland tomorrow, so I'm taking her back myself. But she just happens to be here tonight, and I don't believe by accident. I believe that she's here to be prayed for. And I want you to bring her over here. Anybody who wants to come and pray, pray with her, I want you to come bring her over here. Anyone else who would like to pray with her, I want you to just get out from where you are. You can just stretch your hand right where you're standing. But I want you to come. We're going to pray for a miracle for her. Right now, she's got such pain in her neck and in her back that she can hardly move. And I want that to be relieved tonight in the name of Jesus. I want God to get right in the midst of this. Would you help us? Would you begin to pray right where you are?
And you say amen to the healing touch of God. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us all day. Three services strong. God has been in the house. I want you to have a great and wonderful week. I want God to bless you abundantly. And we know blessing is not just a pat on the back. Remember, blessing is supernatural power of God at work over your life. So bless you. Turn to somebody and say, God bless you. God bless you. All right. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week.